2: co-founder of Freedom Fellowship Church, and it is my distinct privilege and honor to be with you here today to share the Word of God. We have so much going on in the season that we're living in today. It is really exciting, exciting to be alive. The culmination of so many things that have been prophesied, that have been decreed over the body of Christ are coming to pass in this day and in this hour, and you and I are a part of it. Praise God. So get ready. I want you to fasten your seatbelts today. If you got a piece of paper to take some notes, take some notes, because we're going to get some instruction from the Lord on how we can participate in the exciting times of this season that we are in, of the transfer of influence, affluence, the transfer of wealth for the body of Christ. We are to be a blessing The world. We are the salt of the earth, the preserving power in the earth, and God is wanting His favor to shine upon the body of Christ in this day. But there are specific things we have got to do in order for this to happen in our lives, in order for us to be participants of this great blessing. So, Get ready. So, praise God. So, Father, I thank you for the Word of God that's coming forth this day. I thank you, Lord, for each and every individual that is in the sound of my voice, both here in this local region of Texas and the United States of America, and even now, Father, through the Internet and podcasts around the world. Because I believe this Word that you have given us this day is for the body of Christ internationally lord for us to take possession of the land to prepare the world for your soon return lord jesus hallelujah amen 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 well praise god so we've been hearing for some time now that the lord is doing a new thing in the earth And we are seeing the righteous come into places of prominence in every sector of society. And I'm here to tell you that will continue. And for those of us in the body of Christ in the background, we need to be in prayer. Our place is a place of intercession. We are on a regular basis to stand in the gap for our nation, for our nation's leaders, for our city, for our provinces, for our government leaders, for our business leaders. For what purpose? For them to hear from God and to align with the Lord in every area of their life and work. It is our place as believers in Christ, as the body of Christ, to pray for them, our leadership. Now, we can speak the truth in love, but we must be in prayer. And that is the key. So 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, in the NIV translation, it says the following, I urge then, first of all, that requests prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone. So that means everybody. And then he says in verse 2, For kings, that means leadership in government, for those in authority that we, who, we, the body of Christ, and all of us in this society may live peaceably and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness, for this is good and pleases God our Savior." Who wants all men to be saved? God wants all men to be saved, even even those people you don't like. He wants them to get saved, too. Even those people you don't agree with, he wants them to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, years ago, during the previous administration of the United States, The Lord dealt with me specifically regarding our previous president, because I didn't pray for the man. I didn't vote for the man. He stood against many of the principles that I stand for as a believer in Christ. And as a believer in Christ, we must take on our, in our political arena, we have to stand for righteousness. We have to stand on what the Word of God says. But the bottom line is, the Lord dealt with me because I was not praying for Him. And he said, Mike, you're part of the problem. I said, God, what do you mean? He said, I did not call you to sit in the seat of the scoffer. Now, we know where that verse comes from. That comes from Psalms chapter 1. Blessed is the man that dwells not in the house of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffer. And the Lord dealt strong with me because I was in the seat of the scoffer. What is a scoffer but one that just has nothing good to say about what he's looking at, scoffing? And sadly, I've seen that in the body of Christ for years, actually. It was in the body in our nation where we scoffed at our leadership, even those that were in their own hearts doing the best that they knew to do. Rather than doing what it said in First Timothy to pray for them, we talked about them. And that did not please the Lord and will not please the Lord, no matter where you stand politically. It does not please God when we criticize and do not take our position as a believer in Jesus Christ in prayer and intercession for the nations, because that is our first place. And so the Lord said, I did not call you to sit in the seat of the scoffer, but to sit on the throne with me. And make intercession for the nations and for the people. You are to take your place with me high above all principalities and powers to rule and reign with me. Whoa! my God, that's a strong word. And that word is for the entire body of Christ. So get this, people. Get this. We need to stand in the gap for our people, for our leadership, for our nations, for our businesses, for our communities. Stand in the gap for the Word of God to be established in prayer. And if you are a Christian, your first mission as a believer is to Jesus Christ. Your first commission is the Great Commission. And to take on yourself the ministry, if you would— of reconciling all men to Jesus Christ. I am a Christian before I'm an American. And I must live my life accordingly, and as a result, my life must reflect the person of Jesus Christ. And if I become so hardened in my politics or in my political stance that I cannot love my neighbor as I love myself, then I have violated my first commission which is the Great Commission of Jesus Christ, who gave himself, He loved so much, he gave himself for the, as a ransom for many. That is our position as a believer in Jesus Christ. And it must be, and if you have violated that, you have violated your covenant of love and service to the Lord. So my commission here is this is a wake-up call for all of us. So 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 says, and 4, This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. You see, God wants all men to come to the knowledge of the truth. And as a result, as it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I'm going to read verse 16 through 20, this is an attitude that we, the body of Christ, must take as believers in Christ. Now get this. This is in the NIV. It says, So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. In other words, we don't look on them as the world looks upon them. But we've got to take our seat with Christ and look at them from His perspective. Right? Verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old has gone. The new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Our first mission is the Great Commission to reconcile all men to Jesus Christ. Verse 19, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed us this message of reconciliation. Verse 20, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. That means we're above kings. We're above kingdoms. We're sitting with Jesus as an ambassador of Jesus Christ, of the kingdom of heaven, as though God, verse 20, back to 20, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf to the world. Be reconciled to God. This must be our heart and realize that those who are against us are not against us but for only one reason. The only reason that they would stand against the Word of God or the will of God is that they're being held captive by the devil to do the will of Satan. And so they need our prayers because we know that the prince of the air, I mean, he doesn't quit. He keeps working, and the Bible is very clear how to deal with these folks, and it says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 25 and 26, it says those who oppose him or us, we must gently instruct in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, that they will come to their senses, verse 26, and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. And verse 23, backing up, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because they only produce quarrels. So if we get so wrapped up in the political discourse, and believe me, we need to engage politically. It is a very critical part for the body of Christ to come out of their lethargy. And be engaged politically. But vote for righteousness. Stand up for God's principles in the marketplace. But we don't condemn the sinner. We love the sinner. We have a message of hope and love. And we we don't condemn anyone. But we stand in the knowledge of the truth. And stand up for the word of God. And we must pray for God to open their eyes. But it says in verse 23 and 24, Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because they only produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not quarrel, but instead must be kind to everyone. Be kind, able to teach, and not resentful. Do not resent. Pray for God to open their eyes, for God to send laborers into the harvest field, to convict them and to direct them. It is critical. And sometimes, you know, anger, which is not a bad thing. Anger, when it is focused in the right direction, is very productive. God sent Jesus into the temple and had a just anger to clear that temple. But it was not a rage that was uncontrolled. And in Ephesians 4, verse 26, it says, Don't sin by letting anger control you. You see, when anger controls you, you no longer are being led by the Holy Spirit. So it's okay to be angry, but let anger motivate you to action, just action, just like Jesus when he cleared the temple. He did it. What did he do when he finished? Then he sat down and he taught the people. So he did that out of love, and he did that with a divine purpose so that, so that righteousness could be established. This must be our heart in the political arena. But I'm here to tell you there has been a hardening of the hearts of those who have stood against the Lord and made it their business to promote and fight against the principles of God and have stood in total opposition to the will of God and His Word in the earth. You know, the Bible says in Psalms chapter 2, Why do the heathen rage and the nations imagine a vain thing they have conspired together against the lord and against his word against his ways they've said hey let's cast off his cords and i'll actually go and read that let me turn to that verse so in psalms chapter 2 it says why do the heathens rage and the people imagine a vain thing this is in king james The kings of the earth have set themselves, and the rulers make counsel together against the Lord and against His anointed. And by the way, the body of Christ is the anointed of the Lord in the earth this day. Those who have ears to hear and eyes to see, those that are walking and led by the Holy Ghost. And they have said, Let us break off their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. And he that sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. And then speak to them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. And so what has happened in the earth in this day? God is holding those who have stood against his principles in the earth in derision right now. What that literally means is he's holding them hard so their hearts have been hardened in their ways. Just as Pharaoh's heart was hardened against Moses When Moses was bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt into the promised land, God hardened the heart of Pharaoh so that he could judge him completely. And that is what is happening in the earth this day. Our position as believers, however, must be to stand in the gap and pray for the will of God to be established. Do not rejoice in the punishment of the wicked because it is coming. But do not rejoice in that rather pray for them so that their souls will be saved. Because the Bible says if we rejoice in the punishment of the wicked, God will lift his hand because God does not rejoice in the punishment of the wicked. He doesn't want anyone to go to hell, but all to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So it's critical for us as believers to stand in the gap in this day. And justice will be established in our nation again and around the world again, so that the people of the world will learn to do what is right. They will learn to run from evil and to cleave to that which is good. They will learn to stand in the gap for the hurting and the broken, and again to do unto others as they would have them do unto us or themselves that they would again stand in that principle, the love of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth. Like the waters cover the sea. This is the hour. This is the time for this to be established. So the body of Christ needs to line up. We need to judge ourselves and say, God, get me on the right track. Get me doing what you have commanded me to do in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. To love our enemies. To do good that those that despitefully use you. To pray for those that persecute us. Lord, to stand in the gap. Then we'll build our house upon the rock, and when the rain comes and the storm comes and the shaking comes, we're going to stand. And the season that we're in right now, those that are righteous, you're going to see them shine like the noonday sun, praise God. And if you would, the ashes under their feet will be the punishment of the wicked. It's going to happen. The season is now. So there's been a hardening of the hearts of those who stood against the Lord and made it their business to promote and fight for everything that opposes the will of God. So what season are we in right now? God is raising up voices from around the nation to stand up for righteousness. We are seeing revival in our political sector, and we will continue to see it. And soon to follow, I'm here to say, will be a transformation and a revival in our education sector. We are about to see our education system return to the foundation that she was built upon, which is the Word of God, the fear of God, the moral principles established by the Word of God, the foundations of right and wrong, the principles of God's Word, that in God we trust, one nation under God. You may now say to yourself, well, how can this be? I tell you, it's going to happen. Whether you believe it or not, it will happen. And we will be known again as a Christian nation. The foundation of our nation will be reestablished in the fear of God, justice, true justice, and liberty and justice for all. We were established a Christian nation, and we will return to being a Christian nation, and again will be acknowledged in the world as such loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. God is using our current leadership to shake up the nation and the nations of the world to bring back the rule of law to our land and to stand against the wickedness that has permeated our society in media, in education, in commerce, in government, in every sector of society. And our call as believers is to pray. 1 Timothy chapter 2, again, pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we may live a peaceable life, quiet quiet. Lives Marked by godliness and dignity. I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and those who are in authority, that we may live a quiet, peaceable life in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all men to be saved. And come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, one mediator between God, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all men, the testimony given in this time. And for this point, Paul said, I was appointed a herald. And I want every man, verse 9, to lift up holy hands in prayer without anger or disputing. No anger, no disputing. This is our mission. So we are going to prosper like never before and those who have ears to hear who rise above the partisan clamor and take their place in society will see blessing come upon them like never before double is what the Lord is saying double for our economy. Double for our income, double for our faith in Jesus Christ. Believe it. Shore up everything that belongs to you. Align yourself with the Word of God and the will of God. Come out from anything that has ensnared you in the past and be holy. Stand and you will see it manifest. As it says in Revelations 22, verse 10, Then he told me, Do not seal up the words of this prophecy because the time is near. Verse 11, Let him who is doing wrong continue to do wrong. Let him who is vile continue to do vile. Let him who does right continue to do right. Let him who is holy continue to be holy. Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me and I will give to everyone according to what he has done. This is not in our own ability. This is a sovereign move of God and it is a move of the Spirit that is going across the land. One, you cannot stop, but to participate and in order to see the fullness of this manifestation, we, the body of Christ, must line up with the heart of God and the will of God and do not enter into judgment and bickering and bitterness against our enemies, but rather pray for them. Pray earnestly for our nation's leaders, specifically right now, for our justice system, for all the wicked, biased, to be uprooted from our media and taken out of our government, to be uprooted from places of authority and that which is hidden to be revealed. The Holy Spirit is now saying to allow my spirit to do it. Come clean yourself. Pull The beam out of your own eye and be holy as I am holy, says the Lord, and stand in the gap and intercede for those who have violated my laws to come clean as well for them to get right. To do this, the Lord is saying, I will cause the long arm of the law to come upon them. But if my people begin to rejoice in their punishment and gloat over the law being exercised against them, the Lord is saying, I will lift my hand and the cleaning will not be complete. This is critical for us to get. It's imperative that we, the body of Christ, take on the nature of Jesus Christ and reflect the heart of the Lord to the world in these days. God does not rejoice in the punishment of the wicked. He wants all men to be saved. This must be our heart. We must realize our enemy is the enemy of all salvation, which is the devil. And the only reason wickedness has prospered in our land is it has prospered in the church. The church is the preserving power of the earth. God established this from the day that Jesus rose from the dead. Therefore, before he ascended, he passed the baton to the body of Christ and gave us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. What we bind on earth is bound in heaven. What we loose upon the earth is loosed in heaven. We are the answer. And I have completely run out of time. <laughs> oh, praise God. Well, listen, there is so much to cover in so little time. Listen. You don't want to miss our next prophetic school, which is coming up now in September, and it's going to be a powerful outpouring of the Word of God. Revelation from heaven on what to expect in the years ahead, as well as clear direction and clarity for the body of Christ on what we must be doing right now in these last days. So get ready. If you want to sign up or join us, you can go to our website and register, or you can give us a call at 210 695 one six three zero again, that's two one zero six nine five one six three zero. Or go to the website w dot sogm that's sogmi.org, and don't forget to sow a seed. This weekly broadcast can now be heard every week online, and you can sign up for the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And, you know, partner with us. If, if you're being blessed by this ministry, we want to give you an opportunity to sow into it. Because the same anointing that's on this ministry, as you partner with us, will come upon you. That gifting will come upon you as you become faithful in your giving. And uh, freely you have received, freely give, and God will bless you. So anyhow, we have run out of time. It has been such a blessing to be with you here today. God bless you, and we'll see you again real soon.
1: Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. dot s-o-g-m-i dot org